Let me take you back to a bygone era. To the previous millennium. To a little time called the early 1990s. This was a time when I, as a young man, might have walked over to the telephone, the singular telephone that was in our house, that had a cord attached to it, that went into the wall, and I would grab that phone, I would dial in a series of numbers that I remembered in my own brain to call up a buddy of mine, and the phone would ring. If the buddy didn't answer, I just didn't talk to that person then. I would have to see them at a different time. Then I would grab my generic Walkman, pop in a cassette tape full of songs that I had recorded off the radio, which when the DJ would announce the song that was going to be played before the song, that was the best. Because I could prepare. I was ready then to hit the record button. When they didn't do that, just kind of had to wait. And as the song came up, oh, you missed maybe the first couple beats. Hit the record. Pop in the cassette tape. Into the generic Walkman. Put the headphones on with the cord. Hopefully fresh batteries for a very limited amount of playing time. Go out on my bike and just be out in the world. Hopefully finding other kids to play with. Because that was just a thing that happened. And my parents were like the involved protective parents. And I was still just running around with other elementary age kids doing whatever. Potentially getting injured with really no way to contact anyone. I joke about that because technology and communication has changed so much since I was a kid. And it's really not to be like nostalgic or think, oh, those were better days or to hate on contemporary technology. I don't dislike contemporary technology. These things right here, cell phones, these rectangles that we carry in our pocket are pretty amazing. And when I hear people from my generation or a previous generation coming down about kids today, always on their cell phones, things like that, I kind of think, like, really? You mean to tell me if when we were kids, I told you that there was a rectangle you could put in your pocket And on that rectangle, you could watch a movie on a road trip instead of playing the game where you try to find all the letters of the alphabet in order on road signs or license plates 
or playing 20 questions, which there's great value in those sorts of activities too. But if I told you that I could give you a rectangle in your pocket and on that rectangle, you could watch a movie, I'm guessing all of us would have been pretty psyched. You might even say, a movie? That sounds great. What movie? And I would say, any movie. All the movies. Every movie ever made can be brought up on this rectangle. Well, what about songs? Funny that you should mention it. You can also listen to all the songs. Every song, ever. You can also look up pretty much the entire breadth of human knowledge on this rectangle. Oh, and by the way, it takes pictures, which is pretty cool because when I was a kid, if we wanted to take pictures of the things we were doing when we were running loose, we would have had to get a camera with film, take those pictures, and then have those photos developed that we could eventually lose or put in a box to look at again 20 years later. I'm super glad that I didn't have a camera in my pocket back then because there's a lot of things I'm happy were not documented. So I, I think there's a lot of great things about our contemporary technology. I love it. I love having a cell phone. I love having GPS on my phone because I have gener just generally been lost my entire life. I have very little sense of direction. If I can't see everything in my surroundings, I pretty much have no idea. And I'm talking, I'll be the guy who, they take me into the back room at the doctor's office and I come out in the hallway and I have no idea whether I'm supposed to go left or right. I just ask now. I, I've come to terms with it. But, it makes traveling so much easier where I can just put in directions. I like being able to look up information. I like being able to listen to all sorts of music and podcasts and, and being able to learn whatever I want. This is an amazing device. But it has drastically changed the way we communicate. And that is something that does concern me. As someone who cares about you, cares about my students, my athletes, cares about my own kids, I do have concerns about the way technology impacts our communication and our mental health. That's what we're talking about this week. This is Family Time 129. We're talking about technology, communication, and mental health. Technology has certainly changed the way we communicate. And it's not all bad. There are a lot of great things that improve our communication, that enhance our connectedness. Because of technology. I love that I can communicate with my friends who live all over the country. I love that I can have something as simple as a group chat and I can send a message to 
10 different people who all live in different places and we can all have a conversation together and even just send funny little one-line things. That's great. And I think that connection is valuable. I like that I can set up on my computer, have a video conference with different people just for fun, to get online and play games, to do those sorts of things. I think that is great. I also like being able to scroll through social media and find different information, be exposed to different things I wouldn't normally be, to find different topics that I want to study and want to learn more about. That's great. But I'm concerned about some of the other things, some of the impact on mental health. And we know there is so much evidence about the potentially negative impact that contemporary technology and social media can have on mental health. That concerns me. I'm very concerned about mental health in general, especially the mental health of the young people with whom I work. And I don't think this is something that just impacts young people. It's something we've looked at a lot, how it impacts young people. But there are certainly dangerous things that impact our mental health for older generations as well. One need look no farther than Facebook. Most young people aren't spending a ton of time on Facebook. And if you go through Facebook, it's a lot of negativity and it's a lot of opposing sides and political views and people posting things sort of antagonizing other people. That's not good for our mental health. And again, there's, there's very positive things about something like Facebook, too, to be able to see friends that we don't live near or just check in with other people. The, the birthday thing, that's great on Facebook. You get the little, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. You can send them a little birthday message. There's value in those things, but there's also concerns. And something that I see that concerns me is sort of this weird inversion of the internal and the external. I see students a lot of times get, I I see you get locked into your own little world. You kind of have blinders on. Not everybody, not all the time. I just see this happen to people and it, it happens to older people as well. But I see, I see people get locked into this little bubble of whatever they've got scrolling on their social media. And they're, they're here locked on their phones. In public settings, even at the end of class, when you grab your cell phones again, you're sitting around a table. Instead of having a conversation with the people around you, locked into this device. And again, I'm not I'm not disparaging the device or the technology or the apps and different things on it, but it is an interesting thing that happens where we get this tunnel vision. 
we get locked in and sometimes I see people act with a, a lack of empathy because we're not making one-to-one personal connections. We get a little locked into this catered world. And it is a catered world. The images we see on social media. We're only seeing a glimpse of certain things. We're seeing a glimpse of people. And we're not seeing the whole story. And I see on the flip side of that. It's the same issue, but we get locked in our own little world. And in that world, we're often the victim of comparison. It's death by comparison because we wind up comparing ourselves to all these people that we see on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. And we feel we need to keep up with things. And we have the fear of missing out when we're not connecting with our friends. And we're not able to get a lot of separation from those things. We live in a society now where we don't need to have any quiet time, where we can constantly have something playing in an earbud. We can constantly be looking at something. We don't, we don't have to have moments of, of boredom, of quiet. And there's a lot that comes from that, of letting our minds wander and letting us process some things. And I think it also gives us a false narrative sometimes that we have to try to fit into these little boxes that we might see on social media. And things are kind of backwards. I think more often than not, it's important for us to look inside for the real answers to the real truths, the things that we're really passionate about. That the most important answers are within. If we spend some time really reflecting, if we give ourselves a little quiet time, we can actually figure out what's best for us, what we really need, what we really desire, what our passions, our dreams, our hopes, our goals are. But we don't sometimes gift that to ourselves. And when I see people get stuck into that loop of technology and we're not connecting with other people, then we lose that important gift of empathy. Where that's, I really think we should be looking inside for the most important answers, but we should be building ourselves for others. Be building ourselves for those outside relationships and connections. And this can be a tool in all of that. We have to recognize that there, there's a lot of great things. We can have a lot of great connections with technology. There are a lot of great things about social media, but we also have to recognize that a lot of those things are hollow. 
they're not going to replace a face-to-face connection. They're not going to replace a hug from a loved one. It's just not the same. Those things are a little more hollow. And we have to look at, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do this week, is consider how technology and your electronic devices impact your communication, for better or worse. Then I want you to think about how those things impact your mental health. And I want you to think about yourself, not speaking in generalities of, oh, I think this is how it impacts people's mental health. How does it impact your mental health? Hopefully in some positive ways, potentially in some negative ways. And then I want you to think how you, for yourself, can best utilize the technology we have to improve your communication and your mental health. Because as with most things, cell phone and the other technologies we use today to communicate, those things can be tools They can be something that we use to learn and grow and take steps towards where we want to be. Those things can also be weapons. We can use those things to hurt other people, to attack other people. We see that with online communication all the time, where people feel safe, they feel a level of anonymity so they can attack other people. And we see people who have a hard time getting away from bullying or negative exposure because it follows them. They don't get that separation. And as with any form of addiction, this can be a disease. It can be something that we gravitate to because we get a little kick of dopamine. We get a little immediate gratification, but it's to a larger detriment. That it's actually doing us harm in the long run. Most things are that way. They can be a tool, they can be a weapon, they can be a disease. I don't expect to solve all of our problems, how we interact with these things. And that's, that's one of the things, this technology, this form of communication is so new in terms of the breadth of human history. We don't really fully understand the long-term effects of this, of generations growing up only knowing, or not only knowing, but having this form of communication always available. So we have to learn. I don't think these things are going away. I don't think computers and cell phones are a fad. They're going to fade away. I think we have to learn how we can best use them, how they can be tools for us. There's a lot of rambling today, but this is something that concerns me. 
as someone who cares about you. And I want you to have, I want your mental health to be in a good place. I want your physical health to be in a good place. I want you to accomplish and achieve the things you want from life. And we can use technology to help with that. But we have to understand how it impacts us. We have to learn to manage it. Much love.